0: Some years ago, I happened to watch this video of an Asian musician uh, who is performing among many other, other musicians. Uh, and uh, this, this person does not have his right hand. And all he does is he plays the guitar with his legs and with, with his left hand, he plays uh, the mouth organ and performs. And he performed, uh, he had few performances. And after that, he attracted this loudest applause uh, from, from that show and he was speaking to the crowd and he said, when I was growing up when I did not have my right hand because I was born without a right hand I cursed God often but now seeing you here, applauding for, for my performance I see my God in you I see his power through my weakness I see his richness through my poverty and he is a powerful God now I realize that this is what we come across with whenever we reflect the image of God in the Bible. He is a God of the weak. He always stands weak with the weak, and his eyes first fell on the, on the weakest in the society. And even when, he come, when we come to the election of God, we see that dynamics. We see that God chose His as His own people, a people oppressed in the land of slavery. That when He sent Moses to to uh, rescue Israel Israelites from the land of Egypt. He said, I heard my people's cry. And he is a God, a God who stands with the weak and works with them and a God always with the weak. And that's why we constantly see in the, in the pages of the Bible that uh, God is repeatedly called, called as God of the orphans, widows and strangers. Because in those days they were the weakest in the society. The orphans, the widows, and strangers. And especially we see that God is giving strict ordinance to Israel. When you come to the land that I promised your, to your ancestors, make sure that you take care of widows and the fatherless child and never treat your slaves or foreigner badly because when you, you are also uh, slaves in the land of Egypt. Never forget that. In other words, the, the mercy that God showed to them, they have to show to one another. So God is constantly a God of the weak, and today we hear in the Beatitudes, the version according to Matthew, that Jesus is addressing uh, uh, this crowd and giving the Beatitudes, what are they going to inherit if they are a certain kind of people. And we see in the, in the version of Luke, uh, we, the, the starting point is that Luke, uh, Jesus looked on his disciples and said, and then he gives the, how, how happy are the poor in spirit. They assist the kingdom of heaven, and the rest of it. In other words, Jesus looking at his disciples and the, the, the evangelist writing this passage directly to a community, a Christian community, community of faith. Those who are poor in spirit, those who are being persecuted, those who mourn because of their faith, and those who are peacemakers, peacemakers and also this, those who are uh, treated uh, violently in the society. In other words... If you are a Christian disciple, if if you are a disciple of Christ, you will never have a golden time in your, in, your uh, in the eyes of the world. You will be always persecuted one way or the other. You will be sidelined one way or the other. But the evangelist is sort of assuring the people that their, uh, the beatitude, the blessedness, that they are blessed because they have Christ above all things. And here, uh, Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is... Uh, How happy are the poor in spirit. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is present right in front of their eyes in the flesh of Jesus. And happy are the gentle. They shall have the earth for their heritage. And Christ is the owner of earth. And those who mourn, they will be comforted. Comforted by God. God in human flesh. Sitting right in front of their eyes. In other words, they already have their beatitudes, their blessedness. Because Christ is with them. And here in the letters of Paul, he again goes one step beyond. The God is not only standing with the weak. He is not a God who only journeys with the weak, but uplifts them and to show his power through the weakness of the weak people. And that's what Paul is reflecting. And when I read this passage, and this is my opinion, most of the priests would agree with it. Whenever we read this passage, and if you have to give a homily or preaching, you do not uh, have to do anything. But read this passage aloud and at the end say, while you are listening, this text is being fulfilled and go and sit. Because uh, this is the the, the dynamics of God's election. And I can pretty much relate with that. And especially whenever I read this passage, I kind of uh, laugh because looking at the mighty act that God done in my life. Because Paul says here, uh, take yourself, brothers, at the time when you were called. How many of you were wise in the ordinary sense of the world? How many were influential people, or, or came from noble families? And uh, if you uh, if you don't know my history, when I was a seminarian in India, I was dispelled from the seminary, and the reason they gave was that I was not from a noble family, that this person cannot claim that he is from a noble family. And, uh, and here Paul is sort of uh, saying that uh, none of us are from noble family, but God graciously raised up to be his, uh, his, uh, uh, his apostles and uh, I can see that here that uh, many people predicted that this person could not be a priest and uh, A priest even said in a public context that uh, God will never give his chalice to this uh, this person when I joined in in missionaries in two thousand and eight uh, and nine years hardly passed that person came to kiss my hand as a new priest and i was sort of uh, of uh, reflecting upon the mighty act of god through my weakness god succeeded through my uh, nothingness god showed uh, that he is everything and i can pretty much relate and uh, whenever i hear the words that god is the god of orphans and widows i get I, I take a great courage and that is some kind of a driving force in my life always because when I was lonely as an orphan, when I was uh, uh, sidelined in many occasions in my life, I constantly reflected, even from my young age, that my God is a God of orphans and widows, and, uh, uh, and He is my God first. And in fact, when I was uh, being prepared for my first communion, uh, all other students' parents were either sides of them, and I was left there alone. I was, uh, uh, there was no one to stand with me as my parents. And I was very sad, and a, a particular nun who was preparing us for the, the sacrament of uh, first Holy Communion, and she told me these words, that God is the God of orphans and widows, and therefore he is your God first, then only he is our God. And uh, therefore I can see that this is true. I do not have to, con- uh, uh, to uh, go through books to find out the dynamics of God's election. I saw that in my, my own... Uh, my own life, I saw that in, very, in front of my own eyes. And uh, so this is our God. Therefore, it is our, always an invitation for us to be poor in spirit. In other words, embrace our weakness or celebrate that if you if feel that we are weak. Celebrate if you feel that uh, certain things are impossible in your life. Celebrate the occasions uh, that you are sidelined because that they are the precise moments, they are the, pre- the precise places that God is going to act in our life to show his power. Through our weakness, he will show his power. Through our nothingness, that God will show to the world that he, he is everything. And, uh, and he is a God who always uses weak weapons. And uh, um, when a person uses weak weapons and uh, wins, the, in, wins the battle, everyone will praise the one who used uh, the weapon, not the weapon itself. That's why he chose the weak weapons. So that anyone who boasts will boast in the Lord, like St. Paul says. So uh, let us acknowledge that we are poor in spirit, that we need God. Who is poor in spirit? Whoever acknowledges that they need God in each moment of their lives. So let us acknowledge that we need God. We are poor in spirit. And also remember that when we feel that we are weak, that we do not have power. We are certain things are impossible, even when people predict things will go in our life, they're quite impossible. We know that our God is a God of the impossible. Our God is a God of the weak. Our God is a God of the sidelined. So let us have great confidence in our God and he is always with us. He will always walk with us. And uh, that is our courage and that should be the place every Christian should get their courage because Christians are a, a community of faith, in other words, a community of martyrdom. We will never have a golden time in any part, any time of the history in our personal lives. If you are a disciple of Christ, you have to encounter certain difficulties, the moments that you feel that certain things are impossible, that sometimes we have to face some dead ends, but they are the moments that God is going to show up to, to show his power, to show his glory through us. And bless his name.